Hello and welcome to Queer Me Out Chasing Tales, the podcast that brings you tales of epic destinations told through queer voices. I'm Harriet Rose, a presenter and DJ, and today we'll be chasing tales about Ibiza with the incredible DJ, producer, Absolute. From his earliest memories of the island to his first experiences there as a teen and the ways in which Ibiza has changed his life and outlook. Absolute is a queer British DJ best known for string theory and his debut album, Wonderland. Queer Me Out, Chasing Tales is a Gay Times and W Hotel's original podcast series. Hello, Absolute. Welcome. How are you, hun? Hi, hi. I'm good, thank you. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. Now, obviously, people are listening at home, so they can't have the full effect of your incredible hair. But wow, you look stunning. Your hair is like bright. It's like a sort of luminous yellow. I mean, tell me, what colour exactly is it? Because it looks to me just like pure heaven. (laughs) I'll take that as a shade. It's basically neon, neon yellow, green. It's kind of just like a beacon of... A beacon of light shining. Well, from which my head. we need really, because a lot of rooms that you DJ in are probably quite dark, right? So exactly, yeah. Just got to kind of show up, shine bright. <laughs> always, always. So listen, let's start off for those listening at home who might not know you. Tell us a little bit about who Absolute is. Who are you, Absolute? So I'm an electronic music artist, a DJ, producer, former queer club promoter and all-round neon tornado. Oh, neon tornado. I think that's probably the best (laughs) description I've ever heard of anyone. I hope that's on your Twitter bio. If it's not, it needs to be right now. (laughs) It needs to be. I'm going to change all my bios immediately. (laughs) How does travelling make you feel? I love it. Like, I love to travel. That's obviously one of the things that we haven't really been able to do, and it's something that I've missed the most. I think it's so important because it kind of gives you like empathy for other people you kind of experience different cultures I think it really kind of evolves the mind and opens people up to new experiences and new ways of life which I think is super important and what a joy to be able to do your work do your job and travel at the same time right incredible obviously haven't been able to do it very much recently but I just can't wait to just go everywhere and just like get in amongst it as much as possible oh my god I'm the same hun I'm the same that's probably the best thing about you know, what I do in the job is just like going into a room and actually, you know, there's like a collective consciousness when you're all there and you're on a level and you're enjoying the music and it's just, yeah, I mean, it's magic. Yeah, it is. Oh, I miss that magic. But we're getting back. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready too, hon. Where have you been and where do you want to be? Where have you bloody been, bitch? Where have you been, bitch? (laughs) Oh my God, I, I am now in love with you more than I was at the beginning. Uh, well, I mean, I've, where have I been? I've been locked away writing, or like self-imposed lockdown for the last five years in the studio, writing as much music as I possibly can. Yeah. So I've been locked away, beavering away, just trying to write as much music as possible to actually explode onto the scene and just spread some joy with my music, basically. We want it. We need it. We're excited for it to come out. So is there a time scale of when we're going to get some new stuff coming up? Yeah, so um, over the next few months, um, quite an exciting period actually, because we're going to be releasing a deluxe version of my album Wonderland with some new versions of the tracks and some key remixes. Um, and that's going to be coming out in October. Um, I'm focusing on another single called Euphoria with Baklava, which is my favourite track from Wonderland. So I'm really excited for that. You know, once clubs are back in the swing of things, I want to kind of present the album again in a way that people can actually you know listen to it when you're out whereas like when I first wrote it it was like 
it's a journey for indoors. Like it gives you a bit of escapism. You can kind of feel a bit of joy. You can let loose. You can have some euphoria. But then I kind of want to present it again when we're actually allowed to do all those gorgeous things that we love. I really felt that when listening to it as well, because I think there was that real struggle for artists releasing music in lockdown of you're creating music for a whole new like environment of listening but I feel like you really nailed that so I'm very excited to see what the deluxe is going to be saying because Ooh, me too <laughs> uh, yeah you're like and me I have no idea <laughs> I'm actually not sure what it's gonna what it's how it's gonna be presented yet but uh... you're absolutely Kanye Westing it I love it he's just like changing every song <laughs> five minutes later he's like now it's different this is what we love the energy like absolute is giving us Kanye West energy right now I love it um, so where do you want to be God, I want to be everywhere, <laughs> literally everywhere. There's one place in terms of travel that I really want to be. Last spring, I was about to go on a boat trip from, we're going to go to Italy, get on a boat near Rome, um, just on the coast there, and then sail down the Amalfi Coast oh. and like stop at Capri and just like all these little gorgeous bougie spots. Just bad and, just, and bougie all the way. Bad, bougie and just like living the best life. So I can't, I really want to do that. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I, I, can I come as well, please? Of course, yeah. I'll stow away in the underneath the boat. <laughs> we're chasing tails with Absolute in Ibiza, so to kick things off and get ourselves warmed up, we're going to do a quick quick fire round. Right, so Absolute, are you ready for a bit of a quick fire round? I'm ready, baby. Don't feel too much pressure, but also the pressure is on. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> okay. Ready? I am ready. Yeah. Flip flops or sliders? Ooh, sliders. Speedos or trunks? Trunks. Advanced packing or on the day? On the day. I definitely need to be better at that, but it's always That gives day. me anxiety, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Room service or eating out? Eating out, definitely. Ooh. Going out, out or chill vibes? Going out, out. Of course. Of course. Yeah, I would be disappointed if you yeah. said anything else. Oh, I just like to stay at home. No. <laughs> Um, live out of a suitcase or unpack into the hotel wardrobe? I'm out of a suitcase. These are Ibiza-based now. We got Old Town or New Town, Ibiza. Old Town. Oh, yeah, good choice. Yeah. The Sandy Beach or Poolside? Sandy Beach. Oh. Yeah, I love getting in the sea. Too much paella or tapas takeover? Oh, definitely overloading on paella. Or you hopefully like on a roof terrace somewhere or in a villa. Yes, homemade. Oh, take us there. A massive group of people, definitely. That crispy bit on the edge of paella. Oh. Cocktail or sangria? Sangria in the day, cocktails in the evening. All of the above. <laughs> like all of the drinks. That was very good. I'm very impressed with all your answers. You didn't disappoint me in any way with Oof, being few. the party boy that I thought you would be. So I'm grateful <laughs> to that. It's good. I'm glad I lived up to it. So we're going to talk a little bit more about, we're going to get a bit more nostalgic about Ibiza and go a bit more into it. Is that cool? Yes, definitely. So absolute, Ibiza is your place of choice, but I want to kind of get into what does it mean to you? Because obviously as a performer, I mean, Ibiza is like the mecca of music, you know, it's where everybody goes to, you know, you know, you've made it when you've performed in Ibiza, right? 
for sure. Yeah, I think the thing with Ibiza for me, it's like I grew up in a small town in Devon called Torquay, which is actually the English Riviera. So it's a really gorgeous place, stunning scenery. And growing up there was a real joy because I would just be out skating or biking and jumping in the sea every day. But the, the queer scene wasn't the biggest, but it was it had a, a couple of gay bars, very kind of regional and the music didn't fully excite me, but it was a really nice sort of stop gap or like stepping point and gateway into queerness. Growing up in this small town, reading Mix Mag every week, looking through all the pages, seeing like all these insane lineups and all these insane clubs. And I was just like desperate to get out of my little town and get over there and just get in amongst all of it. And outside of that as well, there's just once I actually got there, it's just got such a magic. Like the island has a magic. I think it's like you know, I, someone was telling me the other day that they it's like one, the third most magnetic place in the world or something. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't Google it and check, but it, you can feel it when you're there. Like you can just feel that energy. There are certain magic places in the world and Ibiza is definitely one of them. It reminds me of the energy of Glastonbury. Definitely, yeah. They're maybe on the same like ley lines yeah. or something. There's like a ley line that goes literally from the MIT down low straight to Ibiza. <laughs> literally, like it, it feels the same energy. I think it's that thing of you can't, or at least I found like you, it's, it's hard to feel sad while you're there. After you leave different story yes tears on the plane <laughs> but when you're there it's just euphoria it's, everywhere yes but i mean as soon as i stepped off the plane i could just like feel it and i guess i'd been building up to it for so long like i said because it was just you know the, the, the anticipation of being able to go to these clubs and these you know see all these djs and see all these in these amazing places that i'd just been dreaming about was just everything that I needed and more. And then you kind of dig into it a little bit more and then you realise that the island is just so much more than that. It's like, you know, having the gorgeous architecture of the old town or the stunning beaches or, you know, there's just so much you can do there from complete chill, calm to obviously full hedonism. Is there any hidden places in Ibiza that you can like tell us about like is there something that you did have dug deep in fact like I don't know if you found somewhere in the old town that you really like or restaurants or anything one of my favorite things to do in Ibiza is get on a catamaran with loads of my pals and get out on the open sea and go across to Formentera which is this beautiful island right next to Ibiza the sea is crystal clear and tropical turquoise it's so stunning the best part about it is there's eight friends. You're out on the open sea. The sun is in your face. The tunes are on. The drinks are flowing. You are living your best sea life. When you finally get to Formentera, you dive off the boat, swim across to the island. There's actually a mud bath in the island, which you can kind of trek to. So it's almost like a sort of DIY spa day. You sort of walk across this gorgeous beach across the meadows or through the bushes and then you come up to this kind of muddy marsh which doesn't smell very nice and it looks a bit it looks a bit grotty but get that mud slap it on your face give yourself a little facial rub it all over your body leave it on for 20 minutes and then just pelt it into the sea and let the Ibiza ocean wash it off you and you literally emerge a new woman yeah. And it's exactly what you need after you've been partying on Ibiza. That's what we love to hear. <laughs> What's the best 
piece of advice anyone has ever given you about Ibiza? The best bit of advice I've ever had about Ibiza is to dig below the surface and to not just take it at face value as a party island because it is so much more than that. Tell me about your first time in Ibiza. It was actually the first holiday that I ever went on with my friends. So I think I was 18. The anticipation and the excitement was incredible. And the fact that it was my first ever trip with my mates. It was one of those super late flights because in Ibiza, there's all those like crazy flights where you get in at like 4am or something ridiculous. Mm. As soon as we got there, we stayed in San Antonio, which I think is like a rite of passage. I think when you first go, when you're a teenager, it's your gateway because it's so cheap. <laughs> So we were staying in like a tiny little place. But as soon as we got there, we just dumped our bags, ran down to the sea and all of us just like jumped into the sea together. And it was just, could still picture that exact moment. And it was just this like sheer joy. It was just incredible. Honestly, that fills my heart with such warmth. I'm like, let me be 18 again. Yeah, <laughs> let me be 18, run around San Antonio. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, you've upgraded since then, hun. So we, we can still do the sea bit, but we'll stay in a bit of a nicer place. That's it. Villas all the way these days. We'll go stay in the W. Don't worry. There we go. Yep, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> when did you first hear about Ibiza? Like, was that always the place you you guys were going to go? Or, you know, was it like somewhere mix-magged? Was it somewhere like that that you found it? Yeah, I mean, it was, I definitely found about it through mix-mag for sure, when I'd yeah. be like flicking through the pages, just desperate to like go to some of these places. And at the time as well, it was it really was kind of a mecca for underground electronic music more than anywhere. And it's, you know, now there are some other places as well. But at, the, at that time, it was the spot. It was calling me. It was like, it was inevitable that it was going to be the first place. And, you know, it lived up to every single expectation. Honestly, I think it's very classy of you that that was your first like friend holiday. <laughs> Well, if you'd seen us that first time, I don't, it wasn't. It didn't feel very classy, but it did feel very fun. <laughs> That's what we love to hear. <laughs> Looking back, there was when I, when I first went there, Manumission was like the club. It was also the the place that it felt so liberated and free. And you know, being a queer person coming to somewhere that felt, you know where you could be yourself and be liberated was really, really powerful. But I, I remember going to Manumission for the first time ever and just my mind was blown. It was like, I mean, you go, it was at Privilege. The club is so massive. There was a, a huge swimming pool in the middle, in the main room. You go into the second room and there's like literally trees growing inside this room. The music was just incredible. It was it was literally like a kind of a spiritual awakening. And even though I never really knew that music could be my career then I just knew that it had to be like part of my life on a daily basis that it was magic and I love to hear that you as a young queer person felt in that safe space there like that's such a beautiful thing to know especially like you know because not everywhere is is you know easy for queer people but it's really nice to hear that you had that experience you know yeah, and I think as well, and I hadn't really experienced that much before, like especially there was like a small queer scene in in Torquay where I grew up, but there was never the music that I wanted to hear there. You know, it's always kind of very regional. They're playing pop. It's very trashy, which is fine. And, you know, it's fun and it's, you know, for that vibe. But to actually go somewhere, feel liberated and hear underground electronic music that excited me was a real like revelation. 
Because it is that thing when you come from a small town. Like I had zero queer experiences as a as a youngster, mostly because I didn't actually cut, like I didn't really know myself until I was about 21. And that was when I was living in London. But like, it is when you come from a small town, it is a lot harder to kind of find those queer spaces. Do you think that Ibiza has a lot of queer spaces, like the queer scene now, like how do you think it is there? Do you think it's the same? Do you think it's developed? Do you think there's a better sort of interpretation of the queer scene now? Yeah, like in the old town, there's like that strip of bars, which are kind of, feels like you know you're on a you're on a gay holiday and it's like you know it's it's a really cute little spot that you can just kind of pop down to if you just want to have like you know some drinks before you go out and i always kind of like to go and have a little cocktail there just kind of start the night get everything sort of flowing the queer spaces now i love i like pikes is like one of my favorite places on the island because it feels like obviously it was it's legendary because it was you know, the Club Tropicana video was filmed there. What I love about there is that it feels like, yeah, like you're in someone's villa and it's like a kind of naughty little party that you've managed to like sneak into. You know, from like Horsemeat Disco playing on the pool, we've got really fond memories of that, or to like Honey Dijon playing inside in the club space at the back, to just like chatting nonsense to loads of people out on the beds outside. It's just like a perfect little spot. So we know there is so much we can see and do in Ibiza, but what is your favourite neighbourhood? Where's the place you love to be? Yeah, well, for me, I think the sunset in Ibiza is one of the best sunsets you will see for sure. So for me, I love going down to the southwest part of the island and looking out over Esvedra. Mm. So and just and it, it also, funnily enough, there's a place in Torquay that um, called Thatcher's Rock, and I went there the other day, took a picture, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, you're in Ibiza! You're in Ibiza! You're Esvedra!" <laughs> I was like, "No, this is like the English Riviera, yeah. baby." <laughs> like. So it has that little connection for me as well. It kind of reminds me a bit of home. But the sunset there is stunning. And then you see the big island and the rock face coming out of the sea. It's gorgeous. This is brilliant for me because I haven't been to the queer strip yet because I haven't really even been gay barring. Gay barring? Could you call it that? <laughs> I haven't been to the gay and the queer bars in Ibiza yet. So I'm really excited to go and experience all of this. But Oh, for sure. And when you know, when you're in those moments with some of your favourite people in like beautiful scenery with incredible music i mean it is literally like peak life yeah and the island feels a little bit living and breathing right in that sense like mother nature is like you know giving everyone a hug yes through through that golden glow and we all look good in that golden glow so that's winning as well <laughs> and it's yeah <laughs> so if ibiza was a cocktail what would it be Oh, I think it would be a carver sangria with a yerbash chaser. Okay, you need to firstly explain exactly what this is to me and then tell me why. I mean, for me, I think the only place I seem to have carver sangria is in Ibiza. So it's like, you know, you've got the fizz, it's light, it's fruity. You can kind of drink it all day, which is important when yeah. you're on holiday. It just reminds me of Ibiza. And I think it just, it's like an elevated, gorgeous day drink that you can just kind of keep flowing. And then the side shot of Yerbas is like the local spirit or like the local liqueur there. I remember actually once, I went to this really, really fancy restaurant. It's like in a converted monastery, sort of in the north of the island. And at the end of this like beautiful meal, they brought out this crystal decanter that was like frozen, oh full of yerbas. It was like it came out like really stunning. And then I think they put it on your table, and you're supposed to just like do a shot. But I think we ended up just like 
drinking the whole bottle. <laughs> yes! <laughs> drank the whole bottle. Everyone came out in a rash because we drank so much of it. Yeah, it is like the local shot. I mean, it was probably not the nicest tasting shot of your life, but it is something you have to do when you're Ibiza. Well, that's why you take it as a shot because it tastes horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> But it's punchy. So I think the combination of those two, you get the gorgeous bubbles, a bit glam, and then you get the punch of the shot afterwards. And I think that is the perfect cocktail combo. And also very reflective of Ibiza, you know? Yeah. You've got the gorgeous bubbly exterior of gorgeousness and then you've got the naughty bit, the naughty little shot at the end that's the naughty bit of Ibiza. The The beauty and the beast, you could say. The beauty and the beast. Sometimes you're feeling very beautiful, and then sometimes you do feel yeah. like a beast when you've been sweating your tits off, um, enjoying life. Yeah, it's definitely the time. Do you know what, though? The beauty was a princess in the end, and the beast was very rich. So we love the both sides of them. <laughs> so it's win win. It's win win. <laughs> Travelling is sort of like, well, especially I think from what we've talked about is like self-care, you know, embodied. Totally. And it's something that we all do for different reasons, whether it's holidays or travelling for work or DJing or, or whatever. But tell me a little bit about how travelling is self-care for you. For me, it's a kind of a way to refill my creative well. You know, I'm like going all guns blazing in the studio. It takes out of you. And there's like no better way for me than to get on a plane or to travel and any, you know, but just to get away, enjoy something that's outside of your regular day to day, see new cultures, see new people, take in the scenery and just be present. I think that's like one of the most important things. And I think that's being present anywhere is a form of self-care. And sometimes when you're away and you're in completely new surroundings, it's something that you yeah. do more. Also being in the sun, recharging yourself, like literally recharging from yeah. the sun. You don't yeah. have stunning hair as you do without getting out there in the sun, hun. You need it. You need to recharge That's that it, hair. You know. Recharge those hands for DJing, producing, getting all that music out there. <laughs> we need you out in the sun. For all those spin backs. <laughs> Can travel be more than just fun games and adventure, do you think? For sure. I would actually like to explore more, like going away on a retreat or doing something that feels like regenerative. I, I really like the idea of just going away somewhere and actually coming back feeling fully refreshed and revived. And that's something that I want to explore more that I haven't actually done too much. But I think it's a really important part of travel. What kind of retreat would you be interested in doing? Oh, not like, not a silent retreat. Cause I think that would that's be hard. Like, far too hard far too hard but I think like maybe like a yoga retreat or a, maybe I'll go and get like a shamanic healing Ooh, yeah. retreat well actually I think you know what in in Ibiza I know that there's quite a few like yoga meditation getaway retreats and it's kind of like the side to Ibiza you don't necessarily hear about as much isn't it like they do have that holistic side over there totally yeah there's also like the body camp in Ibiza that my friend's went to and had like the best time and it's like you're going away you're exercising every morning and through the day but then you're going on massive bike rides you're doing all these classes you're getting like you get to swim and, and all the places you get all your food is prepared like, is that for me i quite like to try something like that where you come back like glowing yes. and feeling fab i know what you mean though it's like that thing of like every time i go on holiday i come back needing a holiday 
So it's like yeah. you almost need a holiday for the holiday. And this is it. We need to go and have like a little retreat in Ibiza post the Ibiza dance party, you know? Yeah, I need to try and plan that next time. Uh, for like add a few days on of just pure respite at the end. Have you ever used travel to better yourself or the world? Politically, you're very vocal in a very positive way. You know, you, you back a lot of incredible campaigns supporting the LGBTQ plus community the, and the black community. And the... I think travel just in general, going to places and actually having empathy for people is such a big and powerful part of why it's important for people to mix with other cultures and to travel. I feel as like a neon-haired queer DJ, I sometimes feel like just being myself and loud and out and proud in places where some people might not have the ability to do that feels like it's an important part of what I'm doing, even though it wasn't necessarily something that I thought about. People see you, this big queer, twirling, screaming yes. DJ, and... You know, just showing someone that you can just be your authentic self in a loud and proud way, I think helps people without you even realising it. And I think that's something that I'm conscious of and want to kind of make sure that I am being loud and being proud in all these places that maybe some people can't be. But it's so true. And like you say, you didn't do it for any other reason other than being authentic to yourself, which means that it resonates it resonates with people totally. and that young kid that might see you and think maybe that's maybe I'm queer maybe that's what I would like to be like sees you out on holiday living your best life in multiple different environments sets a precedent of this is okay to be this great wherever you want to be <laughs> it's, it's true and I just think back I mean there wasn't really any representation of anyone that kind of like me when I was growing up. If, if I'd seen that, it would have been a really powerful thing. And I yeah, hope that in some small way it can do something for other people. I'm sure it absolutely does, 100%. You know, as a performer, as an artist coming there, it's such an inspirational place. Is there any moment that you can name that was like a pivotal, I have made it, I'm in Ibiza doing what I love? You know, is there is there any of those moments? How, how has it changed you as a place? When I first went there, it engulfed me and it kind of... I'd been just dreaming of going to this place for so long. And then when I went there and actually experienced it, and there was just like so much music that I couldn't get enough of it. I remember just going to the record shop in, I think there was a record shop in San Antonio and just like spending so much money on, on all this vinyl. It was the mecca of mm. music. And it was like, it had a really big influence on me musically at that time. And it kind of showed me how things could be and seeing all these DJs and seeing people performing in a massive space, in a, a place where it was like uncompromising music. That for me was a massive eye opener and it kind of evolved me as an artist and as a DJ. That's amazing. It's so lovely to hear as well for all the budding musicians out there, get to Ibiza. So Absolute, when do you first remember not having to remember that you were queer in Ibiza? Oh, I think it was definitely on the dance floor. I think it was on the terrace at Space. I think Carl Cox might have been playing. Seeing so many queer people in a space where normally it would be predominantly, you know, straight people, well, which what I'd experienced in the past in the UK and actually just seeing all these other queer bodies getting down to this insane music that was music that I adored, but also in a space that, you know, with what felt like my crew, that was 
when I could just completely let loose. What makes you feel safe? I know that you as a person are wonderfully confident in your queerness, which is so beautiful to see, as we talked about earlier. But what makes you feel safe in Ibiza as a queer person? I think my friends. I think seeing other queer people and seeing people that are, you know, flamboyant or the club freaks who are my family, that's what makes me feel safe. And I think music as well, if there's, you know, there's like, there's welcoming music, like if you're there and you're listening to disco and it's like DJ Harvey or Horsemeat or someone playing, like that whole music and ethos, it makes you feel safe. It's like, it's about like, you know, freedom and joy and that makes me feel safe. I love that, that's such a perfect answer. I need to get out there and I need to explore the old town more because I haven't done it enough yet. I know, this is making me desperate I know, we're to go literally back. like booking <laughs> literally tickets. Literally going to like book yeah. a flight as soon as this is finished. <laughs> um, what three pieces of advice would you give someone, specifically a queer person, when travelling to Ibiza? I would say definitely dig a bit deeper than the club scene. There is so much more to the island. There's some amazing beaches and incredible sunsets that you have to see. The second thing would be to check the lineups before you go to places. There's such a massive array of artists and events going on across the island in all the venues. Some of them are going to be more queer friendly than others. So make sure you check which ones you're going to. And finally, get on a boat, head to Formentera, jump in the sea and enjoy boat day because it's one of the most magical things about Ibiza for me and I always do it and I always love it. Well, I can tell you for a fact, Absolute, I'm going to be doing all three of those things ASAP. Like, I'm literally going to take this episode, re-listen to it and be like writing notes of where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, and hopefully I'm just going to, I'm going to like grab you while you're there and be like, show me the spots, honey. Yes, we need to run around. We need to run around in Ibiza and just cause a zine. I need you to take me and help me experience the queer side of Ibiza because that is what I needed in my life right now. Yeah, I would love to. We should make it happen. Oh, yes. Um, Absolutely. You've been a complete dream. This has been so amazing. Thank you so much. Oh. I'm just gassed. It's been such a nice chat. Oh, amazing. Like, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. Are you happy with everything? Is there anything you've missed talking about? So, of course, I absolutely love traveling. It's one of the most enriching things in life. Um, but, of course, now we are in an environmental emergency. So make sure that you're considering all the alternatives of how to get somewhere. You don't always have to fly. And also considering how much you're traveling. I think it's much better to do an amazing trip with your friends than just be kind of flying out every weekend for the sake of it. So I think it's just really important to kind of pick where and when and how and just be conscious of that because obviously it's so enriching um, but we also just want to make sure that we do it in the least harmful way what a beautiful chat with absolute i am so excited to get back to ibiza tune in next week i'll be chatting to poppy ajuda about all things london queer me out chasing tales is a gay times and w hotels original podcast series and is available wherever you listen to your podcasts if you enjoyed this episode, leave a review and tell your friends. Be sure to follow Gay Times and W Hotels for the latest events and happenings around the world. If you're planning your next trip to Ibiza, be sure to follow W Ibiza on Instagram for the latest happenings. And if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at I am Harriet Rose, and you can find Absolute at Absolute is here. Thanks for listening.